When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. Uh, it's 2023, man. It's been a minute since I've done a podcast, took a break, had to get away. Uh, last season, to be honest with you, it was just it was just a long season. You know, being able to cover both teams, it was just it was just a lot. So I needed a break. But now starting off the, the first podcast here of this year here, uh, you know, right before the month of January ends, a lot has been going on. You know, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff happens. A lot of players have moved, you know, moved on. Um, you know, big news coming out, you know, obviously the MLS, you know, that MLS and Apple TV deal. And also, you know, the way MLS is opening up the season, you got LAFC versus LA Galaxy, which we already knew before the 2022 season ended. Um, but, you know, it's going to be fireworks. But leading up to that, so many things have happened uh, with both clubs. Obviously, LAFC ended up winning uh, the championship. Uh, LA Galaxy ended up losing uh, to LAFC on the path there. But something that kind of has taken over social media, Twitter, uh, when it comes to here at the L.A. market is um, a lot of fans, especially with the Galaxy, uh, are very frustrated, frustrated with how things have gone, uh, the leadership. And now fans are planning to boycott. Supporter groups collectively have decided to boycott all games until Chris Klein is out as president of the club, which is surprising because typically, you know, when, when you think of football, you think of soccer, whatever you want to call it, it it's the supporters are what make the make the atmosphere of the game so exciting. And what this makes makes it so much more uh, drastic is that the home opening game is at the Rose Bowl where the Galaxy used to play. They used to call it their home. And the Galaxy made this big old promotion and everything, you know, to get everybody hyped. Everybody was hyped. Everybody is hyped. But there's some things going on with uh, the LA Galaxy that, you know, the fans don't agree with. And today we have here with me one of one of the supporters uh, here that's been with the club for a while, has been a supporter of the club, been a fan of the club. We have Andrew Alessana. He's 35 years old. He's president of Lars, which is one of the supporter groups for the LA Galaxy. Andrew, welcome to the show. Thanks, Theo. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, I know you had reached out to me. I know a lot of things I've been seeing, a lot of things on Twitter and everything. Um, first of all, just tell us a little bit about you, how long you've been supporting the, the team, how long you've been part of the president uh, of Lars, and then we'll get into everything else. Uh, I started coming to games. My first game was in 2005. Um, I was still in high school, and uh, we actually came with my, my high school soccer team. Um, and I sat with Lars in that game. I knew about Lars previously. Um, you know, I had some friends that had gone. Their older brothers that had gone and sat with Lars and um, you know had season tickets as soon uh, as soon as I could in 2007. I've been a season ticket holder ever since. I've been in Lars ever since, and I've been the president of Lars um, since 2020. But I've been in leadership basically since leadership existed um, you know, since 2010, 2011. Nice. Uh, no, look, uh, you, you one that I you know when I walked around, I've always seen you know been been interactive, been part of the club, been uh, part of the activities and everything. Um, obviously now with what's transpired these last two weeks, how did this com conversation come about with you and the rest of the su supporters to collectively agree on not going to the games? Because 
uh, that that Rose Bowl game, that home opening game, it, it was a big thing. I think everybody was looking into looking forward to that. How did you guys come to the conclusion to be like, you know what, we need to come together uh, and, and put a stand to this because we don't like what's going on with our club? Well, back in December, when the cheating or on roster rule breaking, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, when that happened, I discussed with two other presidents, other supporters groups. Um, at the time, Angel City Brigade was still going through uh, like leadership change, and um, they still haven't had their votes, so we didn't, you know, have that person in the loop. But you know, we had spoken and we had said, you know, this is this is like unacceptable. We need to do something. You know, this is just embarrassing. We've gotten to a point where like the galaxy's become embarrassing. Um, and you know, we were like all in agreement. Something needed to be done, but we need to show up for the Rose Bowl game. Like we have to show up. That's our, you know, it's our in-city rival. We got to do something. And then, you know, we knew that his contract was going to be up uh, December 31st. That was widely reported. Then we didn't hear anything for about it for about two weeks. And then the way that they released the information that night on Thursday it was a Thursday night. They released information through Kevin Baxter. Uh, there was two sentences. No one from the galaxy was even quoted, and basically just said, "Hey, he's coming back as our president. They're not going to tell you how long his contract is. They're not going to tell you anything." And it's just a slap in the face to us as fans. And that's when we looped in the other presidents and we said, "Hey, like, talk to your leadership boards. Uh, something we have to do something. Uh, you know, we're willing to boycott uh, even even the Rose Bowl game, but every game until he's gone." And we just we all kind of were in agreement. We talked to our boards. By Friday, we had all agreed. And then we put out our statement uh, basically 24 hours later. We wanted to release it at the same time, Kevin Baxter did, so that they, uh, you know, they kind of saw how blindsided it can be to release that type of information at night. And, uh, and you know, they did it purposefully, too. They did it in a way they knew it was going to be an unpopular decision. They knew it would be ridiculed. So they released it to Kevin Baxter without any direct quote from anybody and just basically said, hey, if you don't like this as a fan, then take it or leave it, basically. So we're deciding to leave it. Um, we're not going to take it. And uh, I think this is more than just supporters. We just have the power to be able to do anything or act any change. I think any Galaxy fan who's been upset with leadership or has been upset with how the club's been run, if you're tired of season ticket holder uh, perks being taken away, if you're tired of the product on the field, if you're tired of anything that's happened to this club in the last 10 years, Take a stand, join us in this boycott. It's the only way we can get our message across because AEG doesn't care. Yeah, and that, that honestly, that's the unfortunate thing because uh, you know just being able to see, just hearing everything you, you said, right, and how the there's a big transparency, right? I think anything when you when you invest your time and your money, especially when it comes to club or team or anything like that, you want like, hey, if I'm investing all this time and this money at least let us know, hey, that this person or that, you're not even communicating the, the right way and proper way. And it, to me, like, just from the outside looking in, look, I, you know, I, I don't, you know, I go to the, the practices and all the games and stuff like that, but I, I don't see how, you know, the supporters groups is run or how, you know, the, the, the Galaxy team is run from the inside, but I see it from the outside looking in. I just, it, to me, I've always seen that AEG tends to put, doesn't put Galaxy's priorities uh, supporter or fans' priorities in the forefront because you know they, they may be just too too big organization or you know maybe the galaxy is just not a priority to them because you know they got what they got stable center they got you know they got Coachella they got they got a plenty and plenty of other 
businesses under that umbrella that's AEG. And to me, I kind of feel like sometimes a Galaxy uh, product and everything you're talking about gets put 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 towards the back burner, right? And and it's unfortunate, right? Because you know. Uh, soccer here is growing in America, you know, and there's just so many things. And, you know, obviously even this week you got the U S men's national team training uh, down there at dignity health sports park and everything. So I'm just, I'm just very surprised how, how they've gone and, and done it. And you talk about too, Chris Klein, obviously uh, in December, uh, he, he, he the, well, the galaxy were caught by or were, were fine because they cheated uh, a Christian Pavone, uh, I'm assuming here was he he was supposed to be a DP he wasn't a DP initially came as a TAM uh, player I think what they got fined and this is right here the team was fined one million dollars and docked another one million dollars in future allocation money I think also more to that the Galaxy cannot bring because of the because of what happened Chris Klein did they cannot bring a player they cannot bring any any summer transfers or anything like that so all the moves that they have to do they obviously they have to do it now you can't get any any big player to summer transfer so that that already puts uh, so much pressure and, and added pressure um, to that and I'm assuming the frustration uh, with what's going on and, and everything that, that that you said I'm just shocked that that this is how it's run and I'm shocked that this is how you guys have to go about it but I think if you know, power to you guys, because I think this is one way to do that and make a statement. Um, I do want to, I do want to ask uh, what, because I, I heard there was a conversation or a meeting with, I think Greg Vanny and I think Dan Beckerman. Um, I don't know who else was there. Can you tell us what went on, what happened in the conversation there? Um, because they, look, I think also players and coaches are on a, unique position too because you right you you're you're, you're battling to win to to build a strong team and do all these things but on one hand you got your bosses who are chris klein right um you know all these other guys and the other side you got right you got the fans that are, are not going to go support your games not necessarily because of you but because of the leadership in previous previous years so i think the, the players and coaches are kind of in a we, unique position in an awkward position i would say because obviously you know you want the support of your fans but you, you you also want you also understand what these fans want if that if that's a thing right they want they if you're a player they want your boss fired because he hasn't been doing a good job and it's just a weird I just think it's an awkward situation for the players to be in the coaches to be in but let, let's talk about let's talk about the that that meeting that happened uh, what happened there and if you could just speak up a little bit louder so we can hear you a little bit more clear that'd be great yeah absolutely um, so basically the meeting was Dan, uh, Dan Deckerman president AEG uh greg vanny and uh just the supportive relations team uh, from the front office uh who the people that we work with on a regular basis they're like kind of our liaisons um basically the meeting was about hearing us uh i don't think dan beckerman was aware of how unpopular this decision is uh he must have been aware of a little bit but i don't think he was um i don't think he was fully aware of how you know poorly this decision was and then greg was kind of there to express that the team is uh you know they're doing well the team is in the right place uh you know a few pieces away he felt from being real contenders he felt that the game against lafc could have broken you know either way um and you know we all had we all showed support to greg and that we have we believe in his vision but it's beyond just him and it's beyond just what's happened now um dan beckerman kind of put it in a place where it's like you know chris is really important uh, he knows the league He's really important to the front office, um, and he believes that you know where we are now is what is important, and why he decided uh, to to extend Chris. 
Um, but to us, it's not acceptable. You have to look at the track record. You have to look at things that were done in the past. Um, you know, we brought up DP signings and things like that. Uh, you know, we've paid a lot of players off. You can't say that AEG hasn't invested. They've invested money, but they've invested poorly. And that's at, you know, at the president's feet. All of that goes to the president. We've hired and fired coaches. We've hired and fired GMs. And the only constant has been Klein and Yovan. Um, and that's what we're calling for. So that's basically what the meeting was about. It's kind of to be heard. We've had that meeting before, uh, never with Dan Beckerman, but we've had that meeting before with Chris Klein just to hear us out. Um, and the thing is that we get heard and then nothing changes. That's, that To me, that's, that's just the unfortunate part too, because it, it just goes to show where Dan Beckerman and, you know, I guess the AEG is at, because look, if you look at what Chris Klein says right here, I think the article that uh, Kevin Baxter wrote, he's coming back for an 11th season, um, including MLS sanctions. So, Look, it seems like uh, Dan Beckham is a big fan, and also just goes to sh- it tells me, look, uh, that AEG how they run their business, you know, or how they do certain things is, you know, when 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 you said that he said that Chris Klein is important, well, I think he's important in the sense of uh, getting uh, getting dollar signs, and he knows the league, but also I would I would also say there's 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 so many new op- new GMs presidents out in the MLS. It's not like back in the day, right? Now there's so many new opportunities that you can get. You can go, and if you're the Galaxy, you're AG, you can go and attract some of the best candidates out there. And I think it just seems uh, a little lazy on their part because they don't want to put the effort in to go hire someone else or go get someone that actually knows the league. Because, look, if you see the team across town, what they've been able to do and how they've been able to do it, there's no reason why you can't have two teams doing the same thing. It just, to me, it just seems that AEG is just being too lazy and not putting the effort in. And I think they need this pressure from you guys. Uh, to that, and, and to a, that point, a, go ahead. To that yep. point, I asked, I asked specifically to that point if Garth Lagerway was ever considered. And if he what? Said no. If Garth Lagerway was ever considered from Seattle, because you know he just went to Atlanta. Mm. Um, you know he's. I don't even he think he track. knows who he is. <laughs> well, he did. He does. He did. Yeah, okay. And he has a track record of success at Seattle. I mean, he did amazing things at Seattle. They won CCL last year. Yeah, they missed the playoffs, but I'd admit I'd missed the playoffs to get CCL. We've missed the playoffs and we haven't gotten yeah, anything yeah, for it. So I asked if uh, you know Garth Lagerway was ever considered, and he said no. So exactly, there's an apathy. There's a sort of just let things ride as they're going. Um, I don't think they see a problem with how we've looked and how our image is and how it's been tarnished. Um, and they're just kind of okay with it. I think big companies like that just look at a, at a spreadsheet profit, net, net profit, net loss, right? So if, if they're if they're profiting every year or whatever, but to me it, it just it goes like right. I, I get that it's a business, right? Sports is a business, but I think a team like the Galaxy, a team that is here in LA, could be profiting so much more it, with everything with the, the way the league has grown. I think it just appears to me that the people running AEG. Um, uh, right, you can look at the spreadsheet. Right, if it balances out, everything looks good. But I think they—I don't know. Look, I don't want to speak on the business sides, but they could be profiting so much more. Look, if the, if if Chris Khan is able to, you know, make this team profit with a losing, not not necessarily doing too much. Imagine if you got someone that actually knew what they were doing, uh, were better at their job that we've seen Chris Khan. I think to me, Chris Khan has had his 
his more than a fair share to, to prove his worth. But I think it looks like uh, AG's happy with him. Look, and you could you can't necessarily blame Chris Klein on all of this unless you want you you want someone to force you know force himself to step down. And I'm you know I don't know if you would take that road. I don't think it, uh, he doesn't seem the type of guy just to resign if his bosses still want him there. But if you if you just if you just look at his track record, is it's not been good, right? It's not been good, and this is why these things are happening. Um, the, the, the shocking thing to me was last season when someone paid, I think it was a fan or supporters, you may know, but, um, you know, when they flew the plane uh, across uh, Dignity Hill Sports Park and that to me was like, it, it doesn't get any, any worse than that when they, when fans start to like, well, I feel like this is pretty bad, but like last season when right before a game, it, you know, I think it was on a Saturday or something, you know, they, they fly, people invest money. I'm assuming it was thousands of dollars just to fly a sign over the stadium that said, you know, Chris Klein out and Jovan Karaski out. I, I, I forgot the wording, what exactly it was, but, you know, and, it, it, and to me, I wouldn't, this is just me personally speaking. I don't know if I would want to work at a job where people don't like me at my job. Right. Because it's like, it's just so weird sports. Look, I will say the sports fans sometimes are a little out of, out of hand and, you know, they, they speak their voices and everything as you should. But I think this is when you have, when it's been 11 seasons and you've been in a presidential role or in a leadership role. And, and you, I think also the pressure of what the team across town, uh, what LFC has done too. Let's talk a little bit about that. Them winning a championship, is that is that more 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 pre- for you guys to add more pressure on what uh, – and obviously not saying that, that w- that's what led to this, but, like, you know, you see what the team did. They won. Um was that just like you know what we need change we need to make this happen we need to we need to force them and let our voices be heard uh i'd say no uh especially for me i'd say no um if they if they lose to philadelphia and all things are the same um it would you know our our position would be the same Uh, the way you know the way that this went down with uh things happening in 2019 um you know the cheating and then not telling us what's going on, uh, regardless of who's MLS champ right now, our position would still be the same. Uh, it still looks bad on us as a club, um, and our club has been tarnished regardless of what happens to another team. Now, obviously, having another team in the city and them being so successful does highlight and show how bad the club has been run. Um, and all that happened under under his watch. I had a meeting with Chris Klein in 2015 or 2016 when when the club was announced. And I said, hey, what are you doing about this? Uh, you can make this team dead in the water if you if you are successful and we keep winning, because that's, you know, we're still winning at those at that time. Uh, if you're successful and keep winning, we can make LAFC dead in the water. But we did the opposite. We've got we had a wooden spoon year in 2017. Uh, we continued to digress. We got we got slots on, which was great, but we didn't put a team around him to win. Um, all of that just sort of coalesced into where we are now and i would say that them them winning last year has nothing to do with our decision to do this uh, it just highlights the fact that we're being run so poorly fair enough fair enough and you make you make a great point it just puts everything uh you know just it just emphasizes everything you know of how, how this team has been run um so let, let's say this what what happened what's what's your guys' position obviously say nothing changes in the next, next month let's just go month by month nothing changes um, I'm assuming everybody's still not planning on going to the games or anything. How long are you guys willing to not go to games or, you know, continue this boycott? Like, I'm just just curiously asking. I can't speak for every fan or, or you know, every supporter in the SGs, but uh, 
all the leadership we've all we all said we're ready to sit out the season we're ready to the leadership for all five supporters groups are ready to sit out the season empty the stands um obviously there people may show up uh, i think people are going to show up for the rose bowl game because there's people that already bought tickets i don't begrudge anyone who decides to go but i think everybody in leadership is is of the same mind um and we are willing to sit out the entire season if if changes don't get made yeah, no, that, that's that's interesting because yeah, it's it's gonna be uh, we'll we'll have to see one that ones up happening, um, just just with everything you know, and it, and it's crazy because just the way the league has grown and now, like I said earlier, that this Apple deal and everything, and you know, it, to me, it would just it, like look, it just AAG. I think if AAG doesn't want to prioritize what this club is doing, I think why why not sell the club, right? Why not why not you know sell the club that's someone that you know. Because uh, there's a, there's a lot of interest out there and stuff, but I don't even know if they're if they're thinking that way. But I think there's whenever whenever you don't you have this, um, kind of like it, it's it's not everything's not sinking right. The supporters should be behind the players and the front office right and everything like that. It just seems like there's too many too much turmoil. Things are getting, um, you know, pulled from different directions, and I think it, it just makes it tricky too as well because. You know, uh, I'm assuming. Look, with, with whatever happened, you know, you obviously you still want your your club to do to do good and have a successful season. But you know, it just it's just been on for too long for what they've done. Um, what what do you outside obviously of, of this? What what are you expecting out uh, outside of like you know doing the boycott and anything? What what else are you guys expecting from the club? Um, you know, a change in communication. Um, their lack of communication is kind of a slap in the face to, to fans, not just supporters, but fans, but even to us, you know, uh, I think communication, even within the, the organization between departments is, is awful. I mean, just we can see that as someone who works sort of behind the scenes and stuff, uh, you can ask any of the other presidents, like one department won't talk to the other, you know, will ask for, you know, certain things and then, or ask a question and then they'll get, you know, they'll ask to get back to us and then, they won't get back to us because this department didn't respond or it's, it's just bad all around. I just think the whole structure and, and, and uh, uh, culture in the front office is rot. Uh, it's been decaying for 10 years. And I think that there's only one explanation for that. There's one constant in all that. Yeah. Which is, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's unfortunate. I look, I didn't, I didn't know things were this bad. Um, you know, I, I, I saw things and did things, like I said earlier, like I've never, I, you know, I don't know the ins and outs of how the club uh, has been run and especially the, in the communication. I think also, if you don't have a communication with your supporters and, and it's bad and it just, you know, it's like, you're only going to go as far as, as you can go. Right. Cause you know, communication is everything, especially, you know, when they, they need you guys, that's the thing. Yeah. No, no, any team like, right, you, we got the Lakers, the Dodgers or whatever, you, you name it, right? Or like, you know, big clubs as well, like, you know, uh, Barcelona, Real Madrid or anything like that, uh, right? The players is what, what makes it, but it's not, you're, they're nothing without the fans and the spectators and everybody, everybody watches it. And it just seems like just simple business. You're not, they're not taking care of the customers. And for whatever reason, it just, it, it, it's, it's just, it, it's insane. And I think, yeah, big, big changes need to be made and hopefully – uh, what you're doing and what you guys are doing um, because look, hey, look, any, I think anytime you guys are, do something like this or boycott, you know, you tend, look, no one wants to go against their club. No one wants to go against their team, but I think hey, you guys are at a point that look, look, we've tried every solution. We tried everything. We still haven't gotten what we asked for. 
and especially the transparency thing and everything that, that's been going on, you know, you know, it, it comes to a point that enough is enough. And, you you know, you got you got you got to you got to be willing to stand for something. Right. And collectively being a percent and talk about that, how difficult it was to, to do this, because not every I'm assuming not everybody. Uh, I don't know. You can tell me, but I don't know if not everybody agrees with the decision because, you know, some are season ticket holders, some some still want to support the team. Yeah, just uh, real quick on that last one. I just wanted to add on that um, the people that we work with, they're great. Um, the supporters relations team, they're great, but I just don't think they're listened to. Um, and, you know, sort of like us, they're sort of, they got their head against the wall, trying to bang through and try to get through to some people. But yeah, I would just say that there's, you know, along the other lines of front office, there's, there's so much turnover. People leave, good people come and they will go, we, we let them go. Um, people come and they leave immediately. There's people that don't stay in positions for longer than a year. So there's just a whole culture of just, you know, it's just a lot of people there getting a paycheck and then just sort of, they either leave, like they don't fall in love with the club or, you know, whatever it is. You want people that are there passionate about the team. Um, as far as the decision made to do this, um, so I'd say that it was very difficult, especially for me. Um, you know, I've been coming to games since 2007 as a season ticket holder. I miss like one or two games a year for whatever reason, wedding or funeral or, you know, something big usually. Um, it wasn't difficult. It was it was difficult. It wasn't it wasn't easy to make. Um, I'm going to not like missing games. I hope we don't get to that point. But um, I would say that the people that don't agree, um, you know, some people think we're entitled or we're spoiled. Uh, this is not just about supporters and we're not even asking for anything. We're not asking that we put one of our own as president. Um, we're not asking that, you know, a specific person become president. We're just asking for competent leadership. And as far as us being spoiled, I mean, yeah, maybe we are spoiled. We were the team that won five championships, but we're so far from that. Our club's been tarnished and has been diminished and looks so bad. What I want now is for us to get back to that place where, you know, no winning isn't everything, but we're, we're, we're winning and we're, we're enjoying the team. We have something to be proud of. There's nothing to be proud of, of the last 10 years of this team. Um, you know, we've had our worst season ever in 2017. We've missed the playoffs pretty consistently. Um, and the, the playoffs that we, the, you know, the games that we have gone to the playoffs, the years that we have gone to the playoffs, they, they haven't, we haven't looked like we're contending. Um, so it's not easy. And if you're tired, if you're a fan, and you're tired of what's happened to our team and the club, um, you know, you stand with us. But if you don't, no one's mad at you. We're not upset with you. I want this to be bigger than just the supporters. This is everyone of the Galaxy, anybody who's a fan of the Galaxy. I want them all to see this and say, hey, this is our opportunity to take part in something, to enact change in something we love. Yeah, I mean, look, I think to me that's uh, that's very powerful. Look, and I think it's it's very, it's very tough, you know, uh, to to do this because, uh, you know, like I said, it's it's just so many different things, and obviously not everyone's gonna want to agree with the boycott. And you look, you're putting yourself out there. Look, it's not an easy thing to do, and, I, and look, I understand it. Even me doing this podcast, not everybody agrees, you know, just what what I gotta say. But it, this is this is what I, you know, this is how I like to express myself and share my opinion. And you know, if you don't agree, you don't agree. If you do agree, you do agree. I think it's I think it's a bold thing that you guys are doing we'll see if there's change if not you know i just want to wish you uh all the best and everything what happens with this because i think it's very powerful it's very moving and just goes to show how much you really care uh about your club how much you really care about this and you're willing to sacrifice um you're not going to games you know you're putting yourself out there doing everything that you're doing because you want to change uh, and you not don't like how things have happened and i think things like this are needed especially in sports especially in life uh andrew anything else you'd like to add right here before we wrap things up 
No, I appreciate the time. Uh, thanks for having me on. I, uh, I appreciate you and your coverage. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. We need more independent soccer supporters like yourself. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. Uh, hopefully everything does work out with you guys and everything. So I'm definitely going to uh, check on you guys, see what happens. So, guys, this is Andrew Elisana, president of Lars. We appreciate him for having him on and everything he said, everything he shared. So, yeah, if you guys definitely want to get in touch with them, yeah, check out Lars, I think, uh, on Instagram. Uh, you can direct message him. You guys can follow the updates and see what they're doing, how they go about it, uh, and what's and ultimately what ends up happening with the Galaxy here in 2023. So for Andrew, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.